Well, Michigan State is considered one of the top basketball teams in the nation this upcoming season, in large part because of its veteran core. But the future also appears to be very bright in East Lansing. OKGs, they call them in the program. That stands for our kind of guy. But who are they? And what do they bring to the table? We will discuss both the 2023 and 2024 recruiting classes on episode 113 of M Live Spartan Confidential Podcast. Brandon Champion and Kyle Austin with you on Friday, July 7th, 2023. Hope everyone is enjoying the summer so far. Uh, how was the holiday, Kyle? Uh, holiday was great. Uh, got to spend some time at the lake. Uh, always good. And uh, got, got back into some money ball, which we'll talk about here. So it's so been a good time. Absolutely. Moneyball is in full effect. It's going on now. And yeah, I kind of hit the bingo card. I ate like hot dogs like four days in a row. We hit the beach. We were on the boat. We hit the golf course. So uh, I was uh, living it up in America this 4th of July. So I can't complain. But uh, another thing Michigan State fans can't complain about is this basketball team. You know, Michigan State, by most rankings, will be a you know top five-ish team this year. Um, but today, today I wanted to sort of take a step back and look at the future of the program because it does seem to have a lot of momentum, particularly on the recruiting trail. You know, uh, fans and media also got their first look at the Spartans top, you know, five-ish ranked 2023 class at the Moneyball Pro-Am. So uh, we'll talk about them as well and also look at some of the 2024 prospects coming up. But Kyle, you were at Moneyball's opening night for the holiday, uh, and all the guys except for Malik Hall participated. I believe he was uh, having yet another foot thing, or this was, I mean, maybe you can get into it. But I guess before we get into some individual takeaways on some of the guys, I guess just give me some some wide sweeping thoughts on the event. Some people might not be you know, aware of Moneyball. Yeah, so Moneyball, the Moneyball Pro-Am uh, is the full name, is a summer basketball league that uh, has been going on in Lansing for decades, uh, really. I think it's 2003 or so it started. Um, background is um, it's run by a guy named Desmond Ferguson, a uh, Lansing native who uh, played at U of D, was a very good player there, um, played professional basketball for a number of years, including briefly with the Portland Trailblazers back in the old Jailblazers era. Um, but then came back and started a, a sportswear company here in um, Lansing called Moneyball Sportswear. That's done quite well. has a couple of uh, has a couple of spots around Michigan, but uh, uh, also started up this Moneyball Pro Am, which is what it sounds like. It's got professional players um, and amateurs, um, more amateurs, but but a few professionals here and there, and um, it's mostly a group of um, players from. Uh, colleges around Michigan, um, which is a lot of community college guys, uh, but also some Grand Valley State, um, some Central Michigan guys who are showing up over the years. Um, but the highlight um, of it is historically every healthy Michigan State player um, has played in this league uh, throughout the summer. Um, and it's a real highlight for for fans, uh, Michigan State fans, around Lansing and around Michigan because it's it's free to it's free to uh, attend. Uh, it takes place uh, twice a week throughout uh, July and early August, um, and it, it's just a fun way to kind of get your basketball fix if you're a basketball junkie like me and Brandon to get your basketball fix kind of in the middle of the summer when there's not much else going on. Uh, you're rolling for free. Um, you get to see um, you get to see everyone on the roster play. And um, notably, it, it's kind of the first look at uh, the incoming freshmen because uh, the, the the new guys for the 23-24 season are all on campus now. They usually get here in about mid-June. So this is kind of their first 
um, first chance to look at them um, in person. Um, so it, that always draws a big crowd. Uh, it's being played at Holt High School uh, this year and last year, and it's it's filled the building. Uh, Holt High School is kind of an average, I don't know how many thousand, couple thousand, average high school gym, but um, it's had pretty much every seat filled. Um, and three games a night, six teams, two Michigan. So there's two Michigan State players on every team. Um, so in, in any given game, you'll have usually four Michigan State players um, two playing against each other. So it's it's been a lot of fun, and, and we can talk a little bit about what we've seen. But that's kind of the background. When you hear me see me tweet about Moneyball, or hear us reference Moneyball, that's that's what Moneyball is. But it's really, I mean, if you're if you live in Lansing or around Lansing and um, you haven't made it out, I, I always suggest it to people. Um, it, it's it's a fun, free way to kind of see some hoops over the summer. I, I take my kids usually once a year because um, the brand of basketball is is fun. If you're if you're a purist, um, you might have to cover your eyes sometimes. <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of defense going on. It's kind of a pickup style, but um, tons of dunks, you know, tons of tons of three pointers. Um, it, it's just a really fun time. Yeah, I've always wanted to go. I've never been able to make it over there, but the crowds, you know, just looking on Twitter looked pretty full this year. I mean, obviously Michigan State's recruiting class this year, one of the more highly anticipated in a long time, probably since the the Miles Bridges, Cassius Winston class. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, it's it's very highly regarded. You've got two five stars in there, Xavier Booker and Jeremy Fears. You've got perhaps the most exciting player in the country in Cohen Carr, who I know has been absolutely electrifying people with his dunks there, just from looking on Twitter. And then Garrett Norman, maybe a little bit more of a long-term project might not be in the rotation this year, but uh, definitely a guy with a lot of ability. So I guess we can kind of, you know, we could talk about all the guys if you want, Kyle, but you know, I think at this point we kind of know what the veteran guys are. You know, we kind of know what they're going to bring to the table, particularly in the backcourt. We know what Madi Sissoko can bring, uh, you know, Jackson Kohler, maybe a slim, little bit slimmed down. So maybe we can touch on him, but let's focus on the freshmen right, right quick. Which of the four freshmen, I guess, caught your eye the most? I think it was Jeremy Fierce. Um, I, I was really impressed uh, with his game. Um, I, I think he's got, uh, first of all, I, I, have to, I have to put out a couple of caveats here. Um, this is like my legal disclaimer. Um, you can only tell so much from, from a money ball game. They're great. They're fun to watch, but you can't really tell um, how, how well a guy's going to defend usually because they're not defending much. Defense optional. <laughs> the competition level, uh, I mean, they're college players, they're good players, but they're not division, they're mostly not division one and they're mostly not big 10 quality players. So um, it, it's hard to tell kind of sometimes who they're playing against. I think that's especially true for the big men, uh, which we'll talk about uh, some of them. It's kind of hard to tell when, when they're matched up against guys who are six, five. Um, but I think you can't, there are some things you can tell. Um, I look at how guys move, you know, how fluid they are and, Certainly the Michigan State guys are uh, doing a lot of on, on offense. So I, I look at kind of what's your what's your skill set on offense. And, and that's what stands out to me about Jeremy Fears, I think. Uh, really a true three-level scorer. Like gets to the hoop, uh, has the athleticism to get to the hoop, and can really play above the rim, which I, I feel like we haven't really seen in a Michigan State point guard in a while. I mean, they've had great point guards, but um, they're kind of you, more your kind of crafty, maybe not super athletic, uh, or shooter, uh, Jeremy Fears gets up there and stuffs it, uh, which is, is going to be new and exciting for a guy at his position. Uh, but also has a good mid range, um, and, and has a good jump shot. Uh, I, I, you know, I like how it looks and it's been going in at a pretty good rate. The two games I've seen him play. So, um, I, I think he's, um, I think he's impressed me the most solid all around distributes the ball. Well, you know, be curious how much point guard versus off ball he'll be playing for Michigan State, but I think I saw enough. And I think he's a future leader. I don't know how many years he's staying, but 
really vocal kid. Um, he's talking out there. Um, talk, you know, we, we had a chance to talk to him. He seems like a very mature, well-spoken uh, young man. So uh, he's kind of stood out the most. And I, I think they got a good one. I can see why they're, um, I've kind of heard that he's one of the ones that they're most excited about as far as the freshmen. And I can see why uh, for him. So I'll start with him. Uh, we, we just want to work down and go, out, go through all four. Yeah, I'll just try. Bahamas, uh, Bahamas, Tum Tum Nairn would like a word about that not high flying. Uh, if you remember that dunk he had against St. John's, there. Oh yes, the dunk. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I just I love Jeremy Fears, man. He, he goes, they call he calls himself the floor general. He just seems like a Michigan State point guard. You know, you can mm-hmm. see why Tom, what Tom is likes in him. The kid, you know, has, has played some international ball. He's played in almost every circuit out there. He just seeks out competition. You know, he's not afraid to challenge himself and play against the tough, the toughest and best guys around the country and around the world. And I just love that about him. I think that's what Tom Izzo loves about him. He's fearless. Uh, he's a bulldog. He's going to be tough and he's going to absolutely distribute while still scoring in multiple ways. So I think you're right on with him being a future star for Michigan State. I could see him being the next in line of the of the great Michigan State point guards. But uh, yeah, I mean, what about Xavier Booker? You mentioned the big men. It's hard to kind of gauge them when they're playing against guys who are smaller and, and probably less talented. Booker's one of the best recruits to ever come to Michigan State, at least according to 247 rankings. Um, I know a lot of fan, fans are expecting him to come in and have a Jaron Jackson-like impact. I know we've talked about it on the pod before that that might be uh, pushing it a little too far, that maybe Booker is a little bit more of a project, but I assume that the raw talent was on display. Yeah, it's obviously on display. I mean, I I think he's listed at 6'10 or so. Um, I mean, he looks every bit of it to me. Maybe that's because he's standing next to guys who are mostly shorter than him. But um, he's got the size. He's got the length. Um, and I guess we'll start with what I like. Uh, I really like how well he finishes around the hoop. Um, it, you know, um, got got a variety of, of moves around there, but finishes strong. I want to call him out but you know you know you got the instances where my Sissoko I feel like you know kind of pump faking a little too much maybe a little hesitant I'm not seeing that on a Xavier Booker maybe it'll be different in college basketball but um, really scoring at a high rate and really aggressive around the hoop Um, and I've seen some flashes of being able to play a little bit more on the open floor and and handle the ball and that's what was one of the things I was curious about with him because I, I think he kind of slots in uh, more as kind of a four for Michigan State so my question is is he going to be able to stretch the floor for them, you know, and, and handle the ball and shoot a little bit and seen a little bit of shooting. Um, not totally sold on it, but I've seen a little bit of shooting, seen a little bit of ball handling um, enough to have me intrigued, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, he's, he's Jaron Jackson. Cause I, um, the questions are kind of still there. He's slim. Um, I, I think there, you know, he talked opening night about how he's working on adding weight, working on adding strength. That's, pretty much what you hear out about every big man, um, freshman big man that comes in. So, you know, still question um, how he's going to hold up against true big men um, and and how he's going to rebound and things like that. But the skill is there. The size is there. Um, seen some of um, seen some of his attributes and um, obviously a ton of potential. I'm not sure it's going to be as immediate as some people think or hope, but um, he, he's got all the tools that you need. So Cohen Carr, uh, where does he fall on the Shannon Brown, uh, Jason Richardson, um, Brandon Dawson O-meter in terms of dunking ability? I mean, I put him past Dawson, I think. Um, he's right up there with Bridges to me. Oh, Bridges um, too. Yeah. And 
Yeah. Um, and I, and I hadn't, I mean, I didn't really have a chance to see the, the former two, um, in the flesh. So you, you can, you can judge him against them when you see him play, but it's like, you know, that's his thing and you've seen highlights, but to see it in person is still, um, it's still just eye opening, jaw dropping, whatever you want to say, just how, how high he gets up and like how quickly he does it, you know, like, like most guys, if they're going to get up and really throw one down, it's like, they got to be in the open floor and got to get, you know, five steps and everyone kind of knows it's coming. He can seemingly just do it out of nowhere and you won't even be watching him. And all of a sudden you look over and you know, he's in, you know, one, two steps, he's a foot above the rim and just mashing one on somebody's face. Like it's, um, it's not just how high he can jump, but just like, just the, all the quick twitch with him. Um, it, it's really unbelievable to see. Um, and, and Moneyball is is perfect for him. I mean, he's the he's the main attraction. I mean, you've got Tyson Walker there and AJ Hogard and, um, you know, Jeremy Fears and Booker, like we talked about, are, are higher rated. But um, there's a ton of dunks in Moneyball. And I mean, and he's out there throwing down windmills and going between his legs and in the middle of games um, and reverses and all sorts of stuff. So the athleticism is up there with any Michigan state player I've seen. I mean, it's truly, um, it's truly amazing. And you can see why they took him. I mean, I, I think he's got to round out other aspects of his game. I haven't really seen the jump shot there. Um, Handles um, maybe not on the level of some other guys, but you know, you can work on those. um, you can't, you can't teach a guy or train a guy to jump and dunk like a uh, Cohen car is. So he, he's got the, the natural stuff. I think he can develop some other stuff, but I also think again, talking about things that we can't really evaluate now, I think he could be a very good defender and rebounder because he's athletic. Uh, he moves well and, um, um, and obviously he can jump as far as rebounding. So I, I think if he can defend and rebound well, um, and, and has the tools to um, obviously has one very strong um, offensive skill. I mean, I think that should be enough to, to earn him some playing time. So, so I mean, that, that, that'll be my big question is, can he do the other things? Um, and while his offensive game kind of rounds out um, and, and that'll kind of be his freshman year, I think for me. Yeah. I'm sure Tom is on the staff, you know, they have confidence that they can sort of mold the rest of his game. I'm sure Tom was having just, you know, beautiful visions of him running down, you know, one of the wings and just ca- in the fast break and catching a lob or mm-hmm. charging the basket. I mean, I could just see him absolutely lighting up the Breslin Center at least a few times this season because, you know, yeah. you know, it's coming. Um, so Cohen Carr, yeah, one of the more, I guess, if you're looking at pure excitement, I think he's one of the more exciting guys uh, to watch, although it might be a little bit of a project. Um, last guy in the class. Garrick Norman, he was kind of a, a late add-on guy. I, you know, I haven't seen a lot of his game. I know he can shoot, um, you know, but what, what are you seeing from him? Because he does seem like the guy in the class who's probably the furthest away from being in the rotation. Yeah, which is both, you know, kind of where he's at right now. Uh, he actually got hurt. I think he broke his hand early in his senior year of high school. So he missed half or more, I think, maybe even um, of his senior year of high school. So I think that set him back a little bit. Um, but you know, he's also coming into a loaded roster, you know, the, if Michigan state was in a different position with its roster, we could be talking about him playing more, but he just, he's got a lot of guys ahead of him. So, um, but that said, I do like his game. Um, and I do think that he's going to be a good player for Michigan state in time. Uh, maybe not right away. A good shooter, um, seems like a really smart kind of cerebral player, kind of hard to tell in a pickup style, but, um, you know, I know he comes from a good high school program, 
Um, he, he needs to, he needs to bulk up a little bit. You know, he looks thin. I mean, he's not a big guy, but even for like a wing guy, you can tell that he needs to, he needs to add a little size and strength before he's really ready to bang in the big 10. Um, so, um, it's kind of a, if you were, you know, one or two in a class of one or two guys and you were counting on him, um, that would be one thing, but it's, it's kind of the fourth guy in a class who can, um, who can kind of take this year to learn the ropes and add size and, and play a little spot minutes here and there. Um, I, I think that makes total sense to me. Uh, all the other guys, man, Carson Cooper looks good, man. Love it. Um, you know, like, like last year, last year, like they, they took, they had like kind of just taken him like a month ago out of IMG and there's like this total nobody. So he shows up and it's like, who is this kid? The B team at IMG. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, he looks so, like he, he looks like he can play, you know, like he's not a total stiff out there. Um, and and obviously we saw him, I think, get better and better and better all year and was playing pretty darn well toward the NCAA tournament. And um, this seemed like just kind of picking up where he left off, you know, being confident, um, playing, playing strong, playing hard, rebounding well. I think he blocked a shot into about the fourth row um, yesterday, Moneyball, and Tyson Walker was um, had a pretty funny reaction to it. So, um, I, I, I'm bullish on um, on Carson Cooper because I, I think he's I think he's got the highest ceiling out of any true center um, on their roster, and I, I think I see him getting closer to that. And um, I, I'm curious on how the the Madi um, Carson Cooper. I think we've talked about this on the pod. I'm curious about how this that plays out because. I think Monty starts. I think Monty's ahead of him right now, but um, I think Carson Cooper's got a very high ceiling and is on a good trajectory right now. And if he can keep that up, um, it should be interesting to see how that plays out this year. Yeah, and we saw him just get progressively better last year to the point where he was an absolutely key member of the rotation by the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. I saw him uh, put out, you know, kind of a little highlight tape of him, you know, in the him in the lab as the kids say on twitter and he looks good decisive mo movements looks faster looks uh, more confident mm -hmm. i know aj hogard quote tweeted and said he's the he's the conductor of the hype train you know so we're talking <laughs> about aj and, and booker sort of getting used to playing with each other aj hogard seems like he absolutely loves playing with carson cooper so i mean you get the point guards uh you know seal of approval that's that's a pretty big deal yeah, I mean, and, and just for a six foot eleven guy to move the way he does, um, again, mm -hmm. you know, look at a money ball, you know, look at how guys move. Like it's, I think it's even better than last year. And uh, you talk about things, you know, like defending ball screens or doing different things in the offense. I, I think, I think he's got a lot of potential for that this year. So he's kind of the one guy that stood out. Um, but you know, on everybody else is healthy. What we should touch on Malik Hall real quick, just because you mentioned him off the top. Uh, he was actually there um, opening night. He's not playing, but. Um, he had surgery pretty soon within a week or two, I think after the season um, to kind of finally, hopefully get that foot uh, fixed up. Right. Um, but at Moneyball, at least uh, no, uh, no crutches, no boot. He would be walking just fine. Um, guys aren't going to play in this, uh, you know, if they have any sort of injury situation rehab at all. Um, so no, not a surprise and it shouldn't be alarming to anybody that he's not playing in it. Uh, I think it, it looked totally precautionary. I would certainly bet that he's doing, doing some sort of work uh, in Michigan state summer practices there, but um, uh, that's, that's the Malik Hall situation. Really want to see the real Malik Hall, Kyle. We haven't seen it in a while.
let's moneyball that's the 2023 class obviously a lot of eyeballs on that uh the class you know by all accounts is one of the best in america so it'll be interesting to see how they mesh with this veteran core let's get even younger kyle i mean the 2024 recruiting cycle is going on right now i cannot believe it's 2024 but that's a whole different story uh you know michigan state Good momentum, it seems, on the recruiting trail. They're going after some of the best kids in the country, per usual, and they seem to be trending for some of those guys. They've already got two commits uh, in the class so far, and I guess we'll start with the higher-rated guy. That's Kerr Tang, a kid out of Massachusetts, which I don't know. Maybe you can look in your media guide and see how many guys they've had from Massachusetts, or maybe you have already. I, I can't recall a ton, but you know, I'm I'm only you know 30, so whatever. But he's like a top 50 kid, and I love what I see on his tape, man. He's he looks like an Izzo guy, right? I think he was at the Adidas event in Rock Hill over the weekend. I saw Jeff Goodman hyping him up, but can score at all levels. And the thing that, you know, I know he's talked about it when he committed. He's a guy who loves to come off those pin downs and can score in the mid range. Not to say he can't score on the other two levels, but you can just see how he fits into this offense. Yeah. Um, to answer your first question, I always look up things like this because I'm a nerd for it. Um <laughs> He, he's actually from New Hampshire. Uh, he plays his high school basketball right he, right across the state line in Massachusetts. But he'll be the first player from New Hampshire ever to play for Michigan State. Um, and I, he might be the only one from Massachusetts. There haven't been a lot from Massachusetts. But, um, yeah, kind of start with why a kid from over there ended up coming to Michigan State. It's because, like you said, he's the perfect fit offensively. I mean, I think Michigan State coaches saw him, um, saw his game particularly the mid-range, like you talked about, coming off screens and pin-downs like that and, and hitting those kind of 12-footers. Um, they loved it. Uh, I think they reached out to him. And once once Kurtang and his coaches, uh, I talked to his AAU, actually he has the same AAU and high school coach. I talked to him and he said once they kind of saw, took a deep look at Michigan State's offense and um, and how they kind of used their shooting guards, they they came to the same conclusion at Michigan State, which is that Kurtang is just totally built for that for that offense. So um, I, I think they're excited about um, just having a really good fit there. Um, athletic kid, um, good offensively. I mean, I, I know some people kind of roll their eyes, including me at times, about the number of mid-range um, shots in, in Michigan State's offense, but um, it's part of it, and, and they're going to recruit to it. So think think Josh Langford kind of type stuff, I think, is, is a um, – a worthwhile comp as far as, you know, offensive style at least. Um, but, you know, like I said, athletic, uh, growing, uh, I think they think he can be a good defender um, and, um, you know, like a, a top 50 kid who they got pretty early. And I, like you mentioned, there were national guys that were impressed with him at the big, uh, the big showcase events this weekend. So I think that's a good sign for them. Yeah, he looks like a willing defender too. Like a guy who's, who's going to want to, he wants to defend, he wants to try and affect shots and, he looks like a guy who wants to learn how to become a good defender. And obviously Tom Izzo is attracted to that. And everything I've heard about his intangibles, you know, his work ethic, his willingness to get better are all through the roof. So uh, easy to see why Tom Izzo was interested in Kurt Tang. And I'm excited to get see him on campus with the rest of these young guys. The other commit they have right now is a little bit closer to home, a little more in Michigan State's wheelhouse. Jesse McCullough out of Cleveland, uh, you know, rated outside the top 100 right now. But he's been a guy who's been absolutely flying up the recruiting ranks. You know, I was trying to watch some tape on him earlier. I haven't seen a ton, you know, kind of an undersized postman. Some of these, you know, six, nine guys that Michigan state likes to bring in, but he has a, like a seven foot wingspan. So he, I think he kind of plays bigger than he is. Uh, but this is a guy who, you know, 
he's he's been rising in the recruiting ranks in Michigan State. You know, I know if they're they're going after a couple other big guys that we'll mention here briefly, but Jesse McCullough is the one who commits here. Yeah, and like we've seen this with with Izzo over the years, where he where he gets on a guy early, and you know maybe the ranking's not there um, quite yet, but um, you know. Coaches kind of can see, I think, development in where a guy's going sometimes before some of these recruiting services. So outside, I, I'm looking at him now. He's number 148, um, I think. And he was, I think, he was even outside 200 when Michigan State took him, uh, which is rare. But he also had offers from like Ohio State, Alabama, uh, Butler, Cincinnati. So I, I, the demand for him was there. And, you know, we've seen Tommy Zill kind of take guys who were earlier on in their development and um, they turn out to be really good players. And I think that's what they think they're getting in. Um, and Jesse McCall, I talked to his high school coach and he said, he, he's kind of really turned a corner, like you mentioned, in the last year or two. Um, always kind of had the size, but really wasn't committed to the game, wasn't really putting the work in as, you know, maybe freshman, sophomore years. He plays for a very, very good program and kind of had to wait his turn behind people. So I think he wasn't getting the playing time um, and, and maybe wasn't developing. But, you know, really starting this last year, he kind of got his opportunity. The, the proverbial light kind of came on and, and had a really good year. Um, and helped them win a state title and was kind of the catalyst for them. Um, and he's really gotten a lot better stock shooting up. So I think Michigan State was one of the schools that was in on him early. Um, and, um, you know, probably not going to be, a, you know, a huge instant impact guy, but um, high character guy developing. Um, and I think they probably see a lot of potential in him. With just those two guys, the class is ranked 13 right now. You know, I don't know how big they're actually looking to make this class. I guess I could see it being three, four guys with all the veterans they have on the team. And I know they're after a few more guys. Jace Richardson, I think we should talk about on combo guard from Bishop Gorman out in Vegas. He's the kid of Michigan State grade, Jason Richardson, uh, top 50 kid. A little bit smaller than dad. I don't know if he's quite as explosive. Seems more like uh, a true guard type, but can absolutely get to the rim, score in multiple ways. Looks like he has a decent shot. I mean, whenever you have one of these legacy guys, especially at Michigan State, you know the Spartans are going to be in the mix. Whether he comes or not, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, obviously they've been on him for a while because, like you said, he's a legacy. Um, been on been on campus a lot. I think I saw him at a football game last year. And um, you know, you, you look at what they've got in the class. They've got basically a shooting guard and they've got a big man. And as you talked about before, I mean, Izzo's almost taking a point guard every class now. Um, and he he is not going to run into a situation again like he did a couple years ago after Cassius Winston left, where he doesn't have anyone to play the point because things things go sideways pretty quick uh, when that's the case. So I the, the mindset seems to be take a lot of point guards and worst comes to worst you can play you can play one or two of them off the ball, which frankly they're kind of doing right now with uh, with Tyson Walker and um, um, Jade Nakins. So um, I, I think they're going to want a ball handling guard, whether he plays point at Michigan State or not, they're going to want probably a ball handling guard in this class. And Jace Richardson seems like a very good one. Um, You might know, I feel like he was hurt earlier in his high school career and and missed a significant part of a season and kind of, kind of saw the ratings dip, but um, coming back up now, um, uh, talented guy, uh, combo guard. I think he can kind of play on ball off ball. And um, yeah, I mean, you kind of never know what to think with, um, uh, with the legacy guys, I mean, obviously a lot of them do, you know, follow in their parents' footsteps. Some of them 
don't want the shadow and kind of want to go off on their own path. So that'll be the choice that he has to make. But um, certainly you would think that they'd be in good position with him. And we're running long here. So I think we'll just cut it off there, but just other guys that Michigan state has offers out there too, that, you know, look a little bit more like long shots, you know, top 40 kid, Tyler Betsy out of Connecticut. He's a power forward. Flory Bedunga is another one of those five stars. He's a top five kid. Um, Kokomo. Yeah. Kokomo, Indiana. He, Seems like a long shot to land them. He kind of seems like he's blue blood bound. I know Michigan's involved with him too. Well, and why don't you take a big man too, uh, which they yeah. did in McCullough. So. Right, right. And Aiden Cheryl kind of falls into that lump too, yeah. the kid out of California who has been on campus, who they've showed some interest in. So he's a Detroit native, which is like never in his bio, but he's actually from Detroit, which is, that's the connection. Okay, yeah. So he's been on campus, and they, they seem to be showing some interest in him too. But yeah, like you said, they already have the one sort of center committed. So... We'll see what happens, but Michigan State, you know, recruiting, I know for a few years there, we I've talked about it, we were a little annoyed with the level of recruiting, Tom Izzo not seemingly going after some of these top guys, but in the last few years, it maybe NIL has something to do with it, maybe more coaches going after transfers instead of high school kids has something to do with it, maybe it's both, but Tom Izzo and the staff seem to be rejuvenated overall on the recruiting trail, Kyle, because we're starting to see some of these marquee guys commit again. Yeah, I mean, they've been in good position and, you know, talent just kind of begets talent, you know, um, you know, there's a couple year gap there, but uh, you put a guy like Jaron Jackson in the league, you know, have him go top five after a one and done season like that helps you get Xavier Booker, you know, another big man from Indiana who's going to want to come in here and and try to do the same thing. So you, you kind of stack you know things onto that and you can point to a a miles bridges and how well he's doing and you know how highly he got drafted and um uh yeah and they're having a good class and like we talked about i think michigan state is emphasizing high school recruiting more than most other um high major you know blue blood type programs um i I think there's a lot of them are shifting more towards the portal not that they're i mean Kentucky and Duke still have very good high school classes. They're not giving up on them, but I think um, I think there's less competition out there than there have been, and I think the um, the extent to which Michigan State is still emphasizing high school recruiting and kind of still doing it old school and kind of targeting guys when they're freshmen. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of programs um, that are doing that quite um, quite as much as Michigan State. So I think that's going to bode well for them. Cool. So that's a look at sort of the future of the program. We know the short-term future looks pretty bright for Michigan State. It should be an exciting season coming up. But in the 2023 and 2024 classes, a lot of uh, OKGs, as I said off the top, Spartan Dogs, as they like to say in the program, are coming to East Lansing. So lots to be excited about if you are a Michigan State fan. That's going to do it for today's episode of MLive Spartan Confidential Podcast. Uh, appreciate everyone for listening. Pods will continue to be a little bit hit and miss here until we get closer to the football season. My, uh, Matt and I will be back and we'll start looking, put the microscope under some of the position groups on the football team and what to expect for the season. But until then, we will stay on top of everything. So for Kyle Lawson and Brandon Champion, appreciate everyone for listening to MLive Spartan Confidential Podcast. We'll talk to you next time and go green.